0: Welcome to Clear and Candid with Steph. Welcome to another episode of Clear and Candid with Steph where basically i share with you a dose of clarity and straight-up real talk i share with you in scripted conversations if this is your first time listening hi my name is stephanie and i'm so glad to welcome you to my podcast um recently we celebrated 100 streams and i'm so happy for everyone who has continued to stream please continue to stream because i appreciate every single thing um First of all, I want to give a big shout out to Mike and Comfy that is sponsoring this particular episode. What is Mike and Comfy? Mike and Comfy is basically a stationary brand that specializes in journals, daily planners, to do lists, and all those things that some cook because sometimes it's not like we don't want to do it. And for me, when i have like brand new stationery when i have brand new journals i don't know but there's just something about that new thing that automatically gets me in the mood to want to sit down and actually write so if you're like me or if you just want to begin the process of journaling and you don't know where to start because you don't have the necessary writing materials you can just go to mike and comfy so you can find them on twitter and on instagram at mike and comfy click the link in their instagram bio or you can click the link in the description of this particular episode and you can send them a dm on instagram or a dm on whatsapp so that you can get your journal and stationery today and their prices are very friendly they don't tear your pocket and they have a very small delivery fee So it's basically affordable stationery, beautiful stationery. I mean, if you check out their books on Instagram, you fall in love with them because they're just so minimalistic. Yet at the same time, it just has, it's just calm. Like if you look through their feed, it's just calming. I don't know why, but it's just calming. So make sure you check out their Instagram right now at Mike Uncomfy. Well, today is another episode another special series part two episode two of the book club and um today i'm going to be analyzing a book that i had read before but i felt like at this time it was okay to share it and not like at this current time because considering what happened with the whole megan the stallion and tori lane's incident i don't want to Dub into it too much but i'm not even i'm happy i'm very happy that she's she has recovered i mean it's quite traumatic to be shot and have to keep quiet about it but she spoke up and really admire her but what made me pissed off was the comments saying that oh she's a snitch and um she shouldn't have done that and um she's just been a tattoo tool. and i'm like why so it just brings up the topic of whether a black woman is really protected in the society and women in general but especially black women because i don't know being a woman is one thing and being a woman of color being a black woman is a totally different thing but for now i'm just going to address a woman in general because women are really underestimated we are looked at as beings and as people who are who don't deserve to be protected who don't deserve to be listened to whose opinions don't matter and i that is just saddening to hear that and i feel like this book really depicts that and the book is a book that i fell in love with i literally discovered it when i was rummaging through my mom's because my mom was like cleaning out her room and i saw this book and something just attracted me to it. i said okay let me just read the book i read it under one day i finished everything and they're like how many pages are in this book so um like 300 plus pages and i was really intrigued and i said i have to share this book so if you're wondering what the name of this book is the name of this book is the good wife strikes back and it's by elizabeth Buchan. i hope i pronounced her last name well but if you have read the book i mean you understand you know how interesting and very intriguing this book is um it's from the And she is a New York Times best-selling author Elizabeth Buchan she's the one that authored that wrote the book uh, titled revenge of the middle-aged woman but the particular but the book I'm analyzing today is the good wife strikes back and that title alone sparks I think it was the title that took me because I mean the good wife strikes back I mean like the good The wife who has been just trying to form or trying to hide under her husband not really hide but because opinion isn't really considered that much and she's tired of always sitting down whilst she can't even promote her own thing she cannot even stand up for herself because she will be looked at as being rebellious in a way and she strikes back and she says look i'm tired of it i'm tired of being looked down on i'm tired of being stamped or being treated like a doormat or being treated like somebody's you know toy just just using me to smile for the cameras or using me to smile for social media or using me to make it look we have couple goals or using me because you just want to make a good impression on yourself i'm tired of it and I'm tired of sitting down, trying to act like what you're doing is okay when it's not. I'm tired of hiding. I'm tired of lying to myself about what is happening. And I'm going to speak up. And I'm going to strike back. And that's what this book is about. So I'm going to read the blurb. The blurb is like the back of the book. So, um, I'm going to read. <laughs> Hope I'm going to. So, um. It says for every woman oh my days I can't even see it okay okay I'm just going to read the second part because I can't read see the first part so Elizabeth Buchan's New York Times bestseller revenge of the middle-aged woman was hailed as a thoughtful intelligent funny coming of middle-aged story by the, the Boston Globe now she's back with another wise and entertaining novel about a woman who veers off the beaten path and finds much more than she bargained for. After 19 years of being the perfect wife to an ambitious politician, Fanny Savage, that's the main character, is restless. Tired of merely keeping quiet and looking good at public engagements, Fanny remembers the career she abandoned and the life she left behind as a a successful partner in her father's Italian wine business. She has devoted two decades to being the good wife. Was it worth it after all? Could it be time for a trip back to Italy to the pleasures of sun, wine and food? Could it be time for a change? I think that just basically describes what i said before um of tired of just you know those wives and i feel like that i'm sorry no shade but it's actually true (laughs) that describes melania trump quite well (laughs) because i feel like i'm not trying to say she's a bad person i mean no but i feel like donald just uses her to you know look good in the public eye and you to to be honest i don't really know because i feel like she's hiding behind the veil of her husband being the president and everything and you know she's such a big figure (laughs) but i feel like she's just I don't know i don't really know how to describe it and i cannot talk about melania without talking about that post that rihanna put on instagram when she basically put a clip of melania intentionally avoiding trump trump was trying to donald was trying to hold her hand and melania was like literally avoiding him because she was you know the wind was blowing. she like you could literally see it. it's not like oh it was like edited you could see it donald was trying to hold her hand and melania was practically saying i don't want to hold your hand and rihanna now put the background clip of her hit song needing me the part that says i was good on own. that's the way it was and i was laughing i was literally laughing when i watched that clip because that song just described that moment perfectly and it kind of brings me to the fact that maybe she is hiding. maybe she's like Fanny Savage in this story she's just being the good wife of you know looking pretty because she is pretty and you know standing with her husband going to meet fellow leaders around the world and looking good in public engagements and I know that she's a human being with feelings and I don't know what she's feeling now but i honestly i would to me in my own opinion and i'm and i and everybody's in touch with their opinion i honestly feel like she's just hiding behind and trying to be the good wife but she is getting tired of it she's really really getting tired of it so i'm not going to talk about donald trump too much because i'm not really a fan of him <laughs> so like i always do in the book club for those who don't know the book club is basically where i analyze books i talk about books that i read that i love and then i'm going to read like a chapter out of the book so if you want to know more you gotta you know buy the book <laughs> so this book is based on one of my favorite verses in the bible which is proverbs 31 verse 10 and it and Proverbs thirty one basically talks about a woman's strength, a woman's beauty, and how unmatched it is. That's one of my favorite chapters in the whole Bible because it captures the essence of a woman. It captures her beauty, not just physical beauty, but inner beauty, inner beauty that cannot be dimmed, whether anybody talks down on her or not. And the verse is proverbs 31 verse 10 and it says her price is far above rubies so that's literally the, the first page after the you know rites and the all those like long stuff in the book that I don't read <laughs> the first verse is her price is far above rubies Um, so I'm going to read chapter 1 um, I hope you guys are enjoying this episode so far and let's get into this chapter one it is a truth universally acknowledged that one person's happiness is frequently bought at the expense of another's my husband will a politician to his little toe did not entirely get the point. He maintained that sacrifices in the cause of the common good were sufficient in themselves to make anyone happy. And since Will had sacrificed a significant slice of his family life to pursue his ambitions as first a promising MP, then a member of the Treasury Select Committee, then Minister, and Latterly, as one who was tipped to be a possible Chancellor of the Exchequer, it followed that he should have been supremely happy. I think he was. But was I? Not a question, perhaps, that a good wife should ask. On our 19th wedding anniversary, Will and I promised each other to be normal. To this end, Will carried me off to the theatre, ordered champagne, kissed me lovingly, and proposed the toast to married life. The play was Ibsen's A Doll's House, and the production had excited attention. Although I could see that he was aching with tiredness, Will sat very still and upright in the seat, not even relaxing when the lights went in. An upright back was part of the training he had imposed on himself, never to let down his guard in public. Although I am better than I used to be, I am still laggardly in that department. It is so tempting to slump, hitch up my skirt and laugh when my sense of the ridiculous is tickled, and there was much in our life that was ridiculous. politicians Ambassadors, constituents, coffee mornings, chicken suppers, state occasions, a wonderful, colourful kaboodle cabood- replete with the ambitious and the innocent, the failures and the successes. Of necessity, Will laughed with circumspection, so much so that once I accused him of having lost the ability through a lack of use. There was only a tiny hint of a smile on his lips when he explained to me that one small arrow of attention could undo years of work I sneaked a look at him from under eyelids that still stung from the morning's regular date with the beauty salon dyed eyelashes were a necessity because when I do laugh my eyes water that's me i'm sorry i'm actually this is not a reading but when i laugh my eyes water and i don't know why (laughs) in the early part i'm continuing reading in the early part of Will's career when i was being scrutinized and weighed and measured from head to foot by sharp eyes in the constituency manichi Will's watchful and faithful political agent had been forced to whisper discreetly train tracks Mrs. S which meant my mascara had smudged there was no option but to laugh off that one and whisk myself to the nearest mirror for a quick repair job this was part of the bargain struck between Will and me in short to look good as the minister's wife was to be good Dressed in pale, shimmery blue, Nora made her entrance onto the stage and her husband asked anxiously, what happened to my little songbird? World reached over for my hand, the left one, which bore his wedding ring and the modest ruby we had chosen together. It was small because newly engaged and glowing with love at the prospect of shared happiness and mutual harmony. I had not wished him to spend too much money on me. Hindsight is a great thing, and I have come to the conclusion that modesty is wasted when it comes to jewellery. The touch of his hand was unfamiliar, strange almost, but I had grown used to that too, and it was not significant. Beneath the unfamiliarity, Will and I were connected by our years of marriage. That was indisputable. At the end of the play still in her pale blue Nora declared I don't believe in miracles any longer the sound of the front door opening and closing as she left the house was made to sound like a prison gate clanging shut someone in the audience gave a little cheer it echoed above the perfectly groomed heads in the stalls and there was a rustle of collective embarrassment at this demonstration of female solidarity When Parliament sat, Will lived in London during the week in, in a mansion block in Westminster, and it was London where he did his deals in the members' tea room and struck alliances. In the old days, he came down to Stan Winton at weekends to nurse his constituency and his family in that order, and I came up to London infrequently. Now that Chloe, our daughter, was 18, I was free to come up to London most weeks, but tonight we were driving home. I watched the cold, eerie city lights give way to the shadows of the suburbs. At home, I often played the game of not turning on the light until the very last minute. I loved that moment of transition between light and dark. And the textures of light and shade i had learned that if i remained quite still something surprising might swim up out of the spaces in my head sometimes only a fleeting thought sometimes a revelation or a conclusion its chief element was of surprise and i found myself increasingly craving the delight of discovery it was the moment to consider peace Happiness, expectation, but lately I suppose to reflect on a certain creepy, creeping restlessness, and a growing sense that it was time for a change. Will cleared his throat. <clears> throat. I recognized the signal, and began to talk about his project of the moment, the controversial European initiative to tax anyone with a second car. There's no question. But we have to do something before the world chokes. We can't stand by and do nothing. We must show that we mean what we say." He turned. Fanny, are you listening? Of course, I said. Look at the road, Will, not at me. Well? But I was thinking of the days when my energy had been devoted to Will's political life. And objectives, and wondering why I did not feel the same. It was not as though we were old. I still loved Will, although sometimes ripples of irritation and exasperation made me forget I did. But that was marriage. Our life still held many possibilities. Fanny, do you agree with what I'm doing? I don't think it stands much of a chance, I replied. I don't. Th- Think people always want to be told what is good for them so I'm on my own on this one he said with the tone of one well used to arguing a case fair enough an hour or so later he nosed the car into the drive and snapped his seat belt and reached for the red box filled with papers which required attention that was never far from a minister's side I hope you enjoy the evening He hefted the box onto his knee and added, We've made it funny, haven't we? 19 years? I felt a sudden intense disquiet. Or was it bewilderment? Where had those years gone? One of the saints, I think it was Theresa, wrote that the soul has many rooms. So does a life and a marriage. Motherhood too and I had been curious to shine a light into each one. For having struggled through the muffling intimacies of being a wife and a mother, I was now asking, which room was mine alone? Into which still private room could I retreat? I smiled at him. It was a lovely evening. Then I leaned over and kissed him. so that was the first few pages of the good wife strikes back and even from those few pages i mean there's so much i want to talk about firstly i want to talk about the first thing that she said in the book like one of the first sentences that it is a truth that is universally acknowledged that one person's happiness is frequently bought at the expense of another's and to an extent that is true i mean you're happy it might not be true in terms of two people can be happy it can be true in terms of yourself sometimes for you to be happy you have to deny yourself something for so the pleasure that you would have gotten at that for that thing you have to deny it to gain another thing it's kind of like fasting like fasting spiritual fasting because even like you have to deny yourself food the 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 flesh of the desire of food you have to deny yourself that happiness that pleasure for you to gain spiritual pleasure in terms of intimacy with god and just filling yourself with the holy spirit so um it is true that sometimes one person's happiness is downplayed so that another person's happiness can be at the forefront and in this case it was her happiness her the life that she had at the start of her marriage is not what she had 19 years i mean at 19 years of marriage you would expect her to you know but she is still like this is not my life this is not how I used to be this is not me this is not Fanny her name is Fanny and her husband's name is Will and Will is a politician who is aspiring to be a chancellor and she's just the wife that you know plays You know she has to look good every time in public engagements and everything and sometimes she doesn't even listen to her husband I mean the last part of the of the portion i read was when will was saying oh 19 years in our marriage and she was still thinking about 19 years so all these 19 years what, what have i been doing with my life just being the good wife just being the wife that just wants to look good for the camera for 19 years wow and sometimes you feel like that, like for this long time, I've been trying to downplay my own happiness just because I'm trying to make myself feel bad just because I'm trying to please somebody else. And I, that that is for us women, for us females, we're not understood, we're, not, we're looked down on and we're trying to bring ourselves down are trying to make ourselves feel unimportant just because we want to look good we do we, we we are afraid of oh if I say this they'll say oh I'm being this if I say this and it's understandable because the amount of scrutiny that we have today is just is just crazy from friends from peers from tv especially from social media if if you even have maybe your brow done wrong or even a small tiny flaw can attract can garner so much criticism from people it's crazy it's really really crazy but at the same time it's meant to i think this has opened even my eyes we have a few months remaining september october november like four three and a half months to the end of this year and i'm speaking to all my females out there all women who are feeling like their opinion isn't important or they have to deny their own happiness in order to fulfill somebody else's own try as much and i'm not saying that you should not try and make that person happy especially i'm i i don't i don't know that much about marriage i'm not married i've not come of age so i won't know that much about marriage but what i know is yes i believe that marriage is a two-way thing and you should do as do what you can to make your partner happy but don't do it at the expense of your own happiness don't do it you realizing that you are not happy you're sad at all at the same time you're trying to please somebody both of you are happy he's trying to make you happy you're trying to make him happy it's just that's just a harmonic thing not it's not a one-way thing to me but I don't know that much about marriage so I can't talk too much about it but what I can say is that is very true don't downplay your happiness Just so that you can put somebody else's happiness separate. If that person loves him or herself, then or cares about you, then that person should do what they can to make you happy and be happy with themselves, not trying to put you down or insult you or abuse you just to make themselves feel happy. And that is not happiness that's just i I think i think that's just pride that's bullying because you're trying to put somebody down to make yourself feel a certain type of way and you're not feeling happy at the end of the day um so yes and another thing i want to talk about is um the play that they watched which was like um demonstrating the thing of like female so she said the book stated that when the play ended somebody shared you know that thing in the movie when something happens and the female is like the the they the, you know the boss lady in the movie and everyone one person was like yes and then some people were like female solidarity and not like they were a bit embarrassed you know that kind of feeling when you're like why is this person shouting and you feel somehow yeah I kind of feel that way, but at the same time, and em- showcase of female solidarity shouldn't be an embarrassment, it should be something that should be championed, so we still need to get to that point where if someone does that in the audience, will be like, yes, or like Saweetie always says, I know that's right, yes, <laughs> um, I think people know that I'm a huge fan of <laughs> Um but basically, it should female solidarity should be championed and should not be looked at as being embarrassing or as being something that you look away from so another thing that i want to talk about was the fact that there was a there was a part in the thing that really that was really somehow like she said during the play will her husband she felt his hand and she was like His touch felt strange. It felt like a stranger's hand. But she now said that she had become used to that feeling. So, basically, their marriage was dying, basically. She had gotten used to that feeling of... Oh, it's my husband. Okay. And she said... And then the next, like... The sentence says that, like, oh, she... The only thing that connected her and Will was the years that they were married and because they had been married for a long deal for for 19 years and i feel like a lot of people like i always like i said i don't know that much about marriage so i can't talk about it but the fact that like you don't even you have become accustomed to that feeling of oh he's my husband okay but there's no emotional you still don't feel butterflies i feel like when you are truly in love with the person even after a great number of years 19 20 years when you see him you still have those you know those 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 that feeling that man this is my husband like you have that feeling like "Mm." like you still that that first time that you met you still have that feeling Way after I think that's what love really is, that's true love. And the fact that she was feeling that oh, he's my husband, you know, that means that (laughs) their marriage was dwindling slowly, and he was too blinded by his position and by the expectations set of him as a politician to really see that his marriage was suffering because of it. So, yes, um another thing i think the last thing i'm going to talk about was the fact that she said something about the soul having many rooms and that she had devoted so much time with her life in her marriage as a mother to so many rooms basically to she never had her own room in which you can retreat so i'm just going to round this summary by just saying like i said this is all about knowing yourself there are some times when you really need to step out sometimes you if you feel like it's getting too much don't completely leave but just take some time for yourself to just garner your thoughts pray meditate and realize and realign your focus and if you are in a relationship i might not know that much about marriage i'm not going to talk about marriage because marriage is a great deal but in terms of relationships as dating if you are in a relationship where your partner is not giving you the love that you deserve he's downplaying your happiness you are denying yourself happiness just so that he can get his own happiness or you are denying your happiness just so that she because as much as it the woman it can also be the other way around but in a relationship where it's just a one-way thing you are giving so much of your energy and he's not giving back then you need to rethink that relationship or you need to talk to your partner about it that look i don't really get why this whole thing is happening i'm not happy and it's like i'm i'm making you happy at the expense of my own happiness which is not meant to be and once you have a conversation and sometimes they might not even know to be honest they might not even know that like you're not happy until you really sit down and talk with them and if they're really mature they'll maybe they they will think about it and they will they will realize that oh i'm sorry if i've if i've been that way i'm so sorry i will try as much as possible to make you happy in my actions in my words you know and you pray about it and you work towards it every single day that is a mature relationship a relationship that will stand the test of time that's just my own opinion so um cuz you know i'm recording this thing on a sunday and i feel like i should pray because um i don't know i just feel it in my heart to pray so dear father um, i'm thanking you for whoever's listening to this Um, Whoever feels like They are not happy or they are denying themselves their own happiness. They're downplaying on their own happiness just because Just so that they can put another person's or their partner's happiness at the forefront help them to realize that Their happiness is so important to them Help them to love themselves help them to realize that they are beautiful, they are special, they are wonderful, they are amazing, they are one in a million, they are rare gems. The way that they are described in Proverbs that you want to help them, make them speak to them, and let them realize that they are wonderful women, wonderful women, beautiful women in so many different ways. They are very rare, and once you find them, they are treasures to their partner. Help them to treasure themselves and to show that in the way they relate with others, in the way they relate with themselves, help them, Father. And in these coming months, help us because I mean this year has been completely crazy, has been a roller coaster of the year. Help us, protect us, guide us, and keep us, and help us to be the best version that we can be to please you and you alone and all this i pray in jesus name amen so i hope you guys enjoyed this episode this book club i think i'm going to be doing this every month because the last book club i did was in august and this one is in september so the next book club i'm going to do will be in october maybe maybe i might do one close to the end of september i don't know it it depends on the mood that i'm in right now i was in the mood to you know do a book club episode so i hope you guys enjoyed this episode i hope you guys learned something from it um until my next episode which i hope will be very soon because i've actually not been that consistent with episodes i mean last time i did an episode was in august you see that's not good and yes I've been trying not to, you know, avoid this, but um it has to happen. So season one of Claire and Candid is slowly but surely coming to an end. Because I mean college is coming and I and I don't think I will be able to multitask having a podcast and you know college and all its and all its demands. So i might possibly maybe i might record two or three more episodes and then i will round off season one of okay, candid but i mean it's not something to be sad about because i'm definitely de- definitely going to come with this season two but that will be like later that that might even be next year i don't know <laughs> but it i don't know i mean this life is not sure (laughs) so and then yes before i close this episode i just want to tell just cherish the ones you love i mean we're losing so many people i mean chadwick bosman nobody would have imagined that he had was fighting for his life don't dump don't talk about people because you don't know what people are going through don't put people down because it's not it's it's actually no good for you i I just felt like saying that anyway i hope you guys enjoyed this episode i'll see you in my next one um yes make sure you reach out to mike and comfy because i mean their products are amazing and who knows a giveaway might be coming you don't know i think working on it trying to make put it in the works but once it's you know developing and once it's like a solid idea i'll let you guys know so make sure you follow at mike and comfy on instagram send them a dm on instagram or whatsapp so that you can can get your journals share them on instagram with the hashtag mike comfy and you can be featured on there sorry so who knows (laughs) so um thank you guys for listening thank you guys for sharing thank you guys for streaming please continue to stream it means the world to me it means a lot when i go to my like dashboard in terms of my podcast and i see that my views my streams are increasing it means a lot to me even one stream it means a lot because it's one stream that can change from a 99 to 100 so Thank you so much for streaming. Continue to stream because it means so much to me. And I'll see you guys in my next episode. Until then, stay cool, stay clean, and continue to be the best version of yourself. The purest, most authentic form of yourself. And I'll see you in my next episode. Bye.